welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. As always, the Open Government Podcast brings you an interview with someone working on open government and citizen engagement in their community. And today we have Jeff Zakabe, who is the chairman for XBRL Canada. Uh, more importantly, though, Jeff was the city champion for Calgary for the Open Government Tour. And I had no idea what XBRL was. And, and when Jeff explained to me this, this protocol, I'm not quite sure what to call it, but when he explained to me what XBRL was, I was fascinated with it. I was like, how come I didn't know this thing existed? So, Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit more about XBRL, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Uh, XBRL, it stands for Extensible Business Reporting Language. Um, what it is, it's a, it's a global standard for, for data. Uh, it's been around for about 15 years, actually. Um, what it is, it's an extension of XML. Um, and XML is a language that allows you to tag up information or tag up data to give it meaning. It's called semantics, um, and semantics are going to be very important in the future uh, for any type of data because what it does, it makes the data understandable. So each nuclear item of data is given a unique tag, and it's the XBRL is the technology that allows you to do that. But XBRL goes further than XML. XML is the, that tagging ability, but what XBRL is, is a very rich, uh, allows you to apply very rich metadata to any particular piece of information. Um, its primary uses have been, uh, so far, in the financial reporting space, but it has application to any particular type of, of business reporting information, financial or non-financial. So you mentioned that it's kind of a way for data to be understandable. Is there any ways that you can give us an example of how that's important or how that can be used? Well, the a great example of how this is actually being used today is um, XBRL has been mandated by the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission in the U.S. Every single company that's filing um, information, public information, financial information to the SEC has to file their information in an XBRL format. Um, this data, this information, so financial reports are things like balance sheets and income statements, those sorts of things. Um, they have a system in the US, it's called EDGAR. Uh, there is a system in Canada called CDAR. And it's a repository of all this information. Um, if you go to the Edgar uh, website today and look for any company's financial information, you'll see it there in HTML, which is just a web page. You'll see it there in PDF, which is a giant blob of information. But you'll also see it there in XBRL. And what that is, is if you can go to any particular company, every single entry in that company's financial report, like their debt levels or their revenue or their asset value, each of those has been tagged up with a unique tag um, for that particular company. Um, those tags are, are established um, across the board. Uh, and because this is financial reporting, um, the United States GAAP, or Generally Accepted Accounting Principles, um, define every particular item on a balance sheet or an income statement. So, like a, 
debt level or an income, that has a particular tag that's used by all the companies. So I can go and I can compare a hundred different companies, uh, compare their financial information with one query. If I had to do that just using a PDF, I'd have to download a hundred different PDFs, search through those PDFs, and extract that information and maybe put it into a spreadsheet. So there's huge power in adding this semantic information um, to this type of information. And actually, that's a really good point in terms of its impact, because one of the things that you explained to me while I was in Calgary is that there's a lot of companies out there that you have to pay a lot of money for, like the Bloombergs. And that's what they do, is that they go through all these PDFs and they provide a kind of a value-added service. Now, anybody can have access to these data sets and create essentially their own service, like a kind of like a mini Bloomberg. Am I wrong in thinking this? Did I understand you correctly? That's absolutely correct. I mean, those companies have made millions and about billions of dollars over the years in providing information that should be publicly available. Because it's locked in those PDF formats, um, they have to do all the work and then they sell it to you. But, but as part of you know, open government and open data, uh, a key part of that are all, also open standards. So XBRL is a, a really good example of an open standard that allows de the democratization of data. Now anybody can get access to that data and use it freely available. And there's huge power in that. I want to jump into that discussion around standards a little bit. Outside of XBRL, there's a few kind of competing standards for various kinds of data sets. And I wanted to ask, where do you see this, this, this kind of, I don't want to say standards war, but this kind of battle over standards settling in various places? And why are standards actually really core to this idea of open data? Well, you know, the standards are, are, are really one of the keys to this whole thing. It, it may not be obvious that, that that's the case, but, but let me go to an analogy that you guys have been making in your open government tour uh, about the car and driver and that the, you know, the car is, is open data and the driver is, is open government. And the car is critically important to, to getting the value from the, the whole open government initiative. Uh, the standards, open standards, are what is how that car is put together, right? It, it is often hidden to the end user, but it's extremely important. So just imagine if, if every single car had to use a unique amount of, a, a unique type of fuel, right? That would be brutal. Like every single car <laughs> going to a different type of station. It that just is, wouldn't work. That is such a beautiful analogy. You right. have no so idea. What, what, yeah, what happens today is every single car, because of standards, you can go to a gas station and fill up your car with uh, an octane and a, an a amount of fuel that has been standardized. The same analogy applies. Data standards is what makes that car work and makes the data interchangeable and usable across in, an incredible number of different platforms. So I don't care if your car is blue or red or a Chev or a Pontiac you use the same type of fuel. That analogy works for the role of standards within open data and open government initiatives. Uh, once again, I, I've never thought about standards in that analogy, that car and driver analogy, 
but that makes so much sense, Jeff. Like every time I talk to you, Jeff, I'm learning something new and you never cease to fail me. I'm so glad you're a part of this conversation. And, and one of the things, because we, we got to wrap up right now, but I know there is a lot of other applications for XBR. Like it doesn't have to just be finance. You can do like anything with it. Um, can you take just 30 seconds, just 30 seconds and, and explain to us some of the other applications of XBRL? Sure. There's, there's, there's lots of those, Richard, and I, I could take way more than that. But let me give you one example of sustainability information, which is uh, economic, environmental, um, and uh, um, economic, environmental, and financial information, economic information. So uh, there's, a, there's a, a group called GRI, the Global Reporting Initiative, that has standardized sustainability reporting. Uh, what's happened is that that standard has been um, turned into an XBRL taxonomy. So now we have tags for companies to report sustainability information. So that's a non-financial example where very powerful information that we all want to share, uh, information that governments have and companies have, we can share that very easily using XBRL. Oh, that's great. And, and this is something that's probably relevant to a lot of people. It's sustainability. And now that we have a standard to look at the data the same way, is great. So thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us. Thank you again for being a city champion for the Open Government Tour. And, and uh, keep continuing your great work with Data for Good Calgary as well. I, I didn't mention that earlier, but you have a meetup group called Data for Good Calgary. So uh, thank you, Jeff, for being with us today. Thanks very much for the opportunity, and good luck to you guys. Thank you so much. That was Jeff Zakabe from XBRL Canada on the Open Government Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today, and we'll be back soon with our next interview with someone working in the open government community. If you've got any questions about today's episode or about anything we've discussed, or if you'd like to speak with Jeff directly, don't hesitate to reach him on his meetup group called Data for Good YYC or Data for Good Calgary. The hashtag for our podcast is OGTPod. My Twitter handle is at Richard Pietro. I'm at Vasta, and thanks again to Keith for the music.